You fought in the Clone Wars? Roger, Roger. Hey all, and welcome to another episode of Clone Wars Rewind with Fans of the Force. This week, we watched Rising Malevolence, which is episode two of season one of The Clone Wars, and it originally aired October 2nd, 2008. This week, uh, an attack by a devastating new Separatist weapon, the powerful starship Malevolence, leaves Jedi Master Plo Koon and his clone troopers struggling to survive until Anakin and Ahsoka can find them. As always, I am joined by my co-hosts, Adrian and John. Hey, guys. Hey, Cadre. Hey, John. Watanawango. Ooh, I was going to do that, but then I thought, no, I'm not going to do it, but then John did it, and I'm happy he That's did weird. it. That's weird. Why, why would we both think to do that? That's just bizarre. I don't know. Because so that's our level of geekdom. Okay. And podcast over. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, we're done. Props for actually going through with it. <laughs> Great minds think alike, uh, guys. So do mediocre obviously. ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So speaking of mediocre, uh, what do you guys think of this episode? Ooh, it's the first part oh, of a I see three the, episode arc. The intentional setup there. I see how you feel about it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it certainly sets the scene when you say, speaking of mediocre, what do you think of this episode? Yeah, I mean it's 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 a decent episode. Sorry, it's I, it's it's nothing to write home about. Um, if it's your favorite episode, you must be out of your Plo Koon mind. Uh, yeah, um, I, I left the linger in same. there too, and yeah, sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. I, I left. I left. Really All right. Fine. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean it's a serviceable episode. Um. It sets up the arc, I guess, a mm-hmm. little mini Clone Wars Death Star arc equivalent to what they had in season one. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, some ups, some downs. Nothing too special, though. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, the like we get introduced to another super weapon um, because Star Wars loves a super weapon. At least it's and a different, slightly up. different super weapon. Yes. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, and that's actually one of the reasons why I can say that I, this arc is okay, because I actually think that it's a more interesting super weapon. Yeah, yeah um, totally. As opposed to, like, the Death Star. Right. Or Starkiller Base. Right. Or the Death Star 2. Right. <laughs> I do have a question about the about the weapon, the Ion Cannon. Mm-hmm. At this point mm-hmm. in, the, in the Star Wars timeline history... Were ion cannons not really a thing yet? Were they kind of newish? Because we, we see them in Empire it seems that way, by the rebels it? when they're escaping Hoth, right? Yeah, and totally different technology, different ion yeah. t- cannon technology. But same effect. I mean, they brought down a star destroyer to get the transports out of there, right? Yeah. So I, I was just kind of like an but, ion cannon, but without the giant yes. space electric smoke ring thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, wondering. so it seems like maybe that's something that's brand new and yeah. has only just been introduced into the 
universe. Right. Well, at this point, I mean, it's it's not technology that we see in The Phantom Menace. It's not technology that we see have seen thus far in The Clone Wars or in Attack of the Clones. So, yeah, I'm, I'm calling this as first canon introduction of an ion cannon. So first time they had cannon, knowledge of first cannon what it cannon. was. <laughs> they had knowledge of what an ion cannon was, so I'm guessing it's more of a first cannon. First cannon cannon. It's it's more of a I don't want to say novelty, <laughs> but it's more of a it's not mainstream yet. It's just it's an experimental new weapon. It ain't Starbucks. It ain't on every right. Yeah, yeah totally. Okay, every starship. Yeah. All right. Just something. I I, I, no, I think you're right. I was like I wonder. Because after that, I mean, they're pretty much everywhere else. Yeah, they all get them once it's out there. <laughs> um, I was also, is this the first time we see General Grievous in the Clone Wars? Yes. I think so, right? This is, um, technically speaking, just the air order. This is the first time um, in the series we pretty much get the whole cast. Yeah. Last episode, we just got Yoda. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a but good here, point. But here, yeah, we that's got it's Ahsoka's first episode. So that's kind of special, I guess, for this episode. If you hadn't seen the movie. Right. So I in, bet you were in, in the timeline, you know, the movie would count as the first appearance of Ahsoka. The first, you know, yes. first time we see mm-hmm. Anakin and Obi-Wan and all that. Uh, but in the regular series, yes, this this is the first time chronologically that we see these characters. And get yeah. introduced to Plo Koon, too. I'm sorry? Who? And get we, into this what? This is also the first time we see uh, Plo Koon. Yes. Without, with, you know, actually get him as a character, not just his background Jedi and right. the prequels. Yeah. And I love him. He's great. Uh, He's cool. <laughs> How could you not like Plo Koon? Like, he looks out for his men. He's the one that found Ahsoka and brought her to the temple. He's like her third space dad. Mm-hmm. You know, Plo Koon's <laughs> awesome. And they um, did a good job. I love Plo Koon. They did a good job of really, like, when you look at his breathing apparatus, it's so detailed with this really fine filigree of etchings on it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It's beautiful on my large television, I'll tell you that much. Yes, yes, I agree, I think. There were some points in this episode where the animation, I think, kind of the quality, some of it was better and some of it was not uh, right? quite it was as dipping, good. Right? Yeah, like there, there's like, I think, John, you're totally right that Plo Koon and like the look of him was very detailed, but there are definitely some shots of like Anakin where it like doesn't feel quite finished enough. Right. <laughs> Um, so I think the quality was definitely a little up and down this episode. Um, I think it could be pretty much split up and as into uh, anything that happened on the Twilight kind of look look kind of puppety, mm-hmm. but everything in the pods, Plo Koon and the clones look pretty pretty spot on, pretty yeah, good. yeah. I, th- I think that's I agree with that assessment. Um, God, but this this episode <laughs> gives me a lot of feelings um mainly because <laughs> the main feeling i come away with from this episode is that the jedi council kind of sucks and i don't really feel very bad for them uh when they all die <laughs> later on whoa. because whoa 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 <laughs> reel it back 
explain yourself. Explain myself. Elaborate. Well, like the whole. So you know, Plo Koon's out there with his his ships, like three of them, and you know all all the clone soldiers, however many clone soldiers that he is, and they get attacked by this weapon, and the council's like, "Yeah, nah, we're not going to look for survivors. Like it's just a Jedi Master and a whole bunch of clones." But meh, you know, we'll just leave them. It's kind of like screw you. Yeah, that you was know? pretty cold-blooded. Co- I agree. No, I see what you're saying. You that know, was, they're going to go on. They're going to go on and complain about how they're losing all these Jedi, but they can't like freaking send out a couple of small ships to see if a Jedi is still alive. Which is like, exactly what happens in the rest of the episode. <laughs> because Anakin actually does it. Right. He's but the think only one. about it. Anakin's, a, you know, a damn good pilot. You know, he could even, you know, pilot that POS Twilight ship. Right. <laughs> uh, to, you know, carry out this rescue mission. Any other, you know, pilot or other Jedi probably would have been caught by the uh, attack, too. Yeah. So they were trying to avoid that. They just got lucky with Anakin, you know? So Man, I can see the logic, I as cold-hearted d- as it mm. sounds. It's, it's a war. Let me tell it's you why you're wrong. Decisions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why you're wrong. You're wrong because the attack had already happened. <laughs> there was only the one. Well... The only the one at that time. It's and like going back. There's a there's a shark attack in the water in the ocean. Oh hey, let's go out into the ocean where the shark attack just happened <laughs> while there's still blood in the water and dive right in. It's an excellent analogy. Okay. This this episode reminded me. I kept thinking back to Jaws actually, just because it seems like a shark really? type of. I, mm. I don't know why. Like it reminded me of a shark thing. The malevolence is this giant great white. Just kind of stalking, swimming around. Well, Anakin, forty clones go into the water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. gotta need a bigger ship. No clones, but come um, out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, that that is a good point, but I still think it's a bunch of BS. They're just jerks, and yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. Yeah. They could have sent some kind of at least a, a scouting mission, a small ship to scout. Just to like, all right, let's go see if there's any survivors and make it like, I don't know. Can you throw a droid on a ship and say, go search for survivors so that right. so yeah. that no humans die? You know, I did think about yeah. the droid, like, you know, a little probe droid or something. Right. At least. Yeah. Would yeah. Su- suffice. How hard would it be? Like, come on, right. dudes. You know, all this vaunted Jedi compassion. And they're like, oh, no, Plo Koon, he was a great guy, but meh whatever we've got more important missions to worry about right now than uh your buddy i mean i just kind of want to punch mace windu in the face yeah i do have a real world response for that okay Okay. all right bring it on brother (laughs) this is still season one where the writing just was not up to par yet Okay. There's a mm. lot of inconsistencies early on as far as character and plots go sometimes. So, yeah, it's so jarring for us because later on we see more compassionate driven uh, decisions mm. or yeah. compromises. Well, mm-hmm. and I, th- I think for the storyline too, I think, I think another reason why you can explain this is because it's also setting up a piece of that connection of um of how Ahsoka and Anakin are the same temperament in terms of I want to go help and I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to go around the council 
but it's giving Anakin the opportunity to also go, you know, stop what you're saying. Let me handle this. And then at the end go, see, we did it. We did it what you wanted to do, but we did it a certain way. There's a certain way we have to do it. So it's kind of setting that up for the rest of the series, too. Teaching her how to sneak around. Teaching her how to sneak around the right way. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Don't deliberately flaunt their orders. Right. do just say, the you say you're gonna listen, then mm-hmm. you bust up the fake ID and do what you want. Yeah, I got it. yeah. So I mean, and I mean, that's that's just to drive the characters forward, you know. So don't hold it up against Mace. That he was just the <laughs> obstacle that mm-hmm. was in the way for Anakin to create this workaround and give a teaching lesson to Ahsoka. And it is kind of in character with Mace anyway, so... That's true. He and is Yoda a bit of a curmudgeon at I times. I pin it on both of them, yes. Okay. <laughs> both of them. But yes, I agree. It was it was allowing for Anakin to show Ahsoka the, the right way to do things wrong. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. But the that's right the, way to sneak but, around. But that's also a, another cool part of this whole series is that... Now, this is a role reversal for Anakin because he was the Padawan that was doing things his way and disobeying. And now he's the teacher of the one that has the instincts to do it her way. And so it's like the two of them are two sides of the same coin, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But now Anakin's kind of in that Obi-Wan spot as the teacher. So it's it's just an interesting character kind of combo that they've got going on, you know? True. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it better. No, Anakin's like that cool, that cool dad that all the other kids wish was right. their dad. Right. Because, yeah, my dad lets me drink beer, he lets me do this, but right. when I start getting out of hand, he puts The a, hammer comes down. The hammer comes down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the way Anakin kind of comes across when he does stuff like that. I can stay up late yeah. all I want. And yeah, but if I, but you have to deal if, with the consequences. If I take the car and don't tell dad, I'm going to, I'm going to get it. Yeah. Well, and that definitely comes into play at the end, right? When they, when they are back and they have, they've rescued Plo Koon and right. what's left of the wolf pack. Yeah. And, you know, they're called to the council and Anakin's like, oh, no, you're you're yep. coming with me because yep. I'm not doing this by myself. You're also getting <laughs> sh- part of the blame here, toots. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all not falling all on me. So, <laughs> but, a little um, bit of pride, a little bit of, yeah, that just like, oh, hell no, you're <laughs> you're getting your first share of the blame, too. <laughs> well, and to be fair, I mean, you know. She did want to do it originally, and Anakin allowed it to uh, to happen. So they're they're both kind of. I mean, he was going to do it anyway, I guess. Yeah. But she was definitely in, uh, jumped in with both feet. So, <laughs> oh, um, Rebels connection, uh, Wolf. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first time we see Wolf. That's true. Yeah, I totally didn't. I forgot about that. I was completely. really surprised that he wasn't in his armor, right? 
I was so confused. Was for, the... Yeah, it was in his uniform. Or mm-hmm. well, I guess technically the armor is a uniform too, but like his commander uniform. Yeah, I don't know what you would call that. His, his navy uniform. He, he yeah. was in the navy uniform, not the not the soldier uh, armor. Right. Yeah, that really threw me off. I was I had when I I went back and I watched this episode a couple times, and I was like, that is Wolf. Oh, we weird. What's going on? <laughs> I didn't. Um, it didn't. It took yeah, me a minute to kind of reconcile like, those two. What is it? That wolf? Yeah. So then I look it up. I'm like, oh my god! So that's cool. It's Wolfie. That's that's just a cool little neat connection. Just another, just another tick up there as to why watching this show again has been such a such a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Did you um? Did you guys catch the the Death Star? Um, you may fire when ready. Well, sort of, but the the um when they actually fire the ion cannon and you've got the droids yes. that are like in the tunnel. Oh, they kinda yeah, like yeah. duck away. I totally like the laser. saw that. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's a neat little homage. <laughs> or Death, Death homage. Star homage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other yeah, thing it played that, off the exact same way, kind of think of it. Yeah. Dooku says you may fire when ready and then you got the droid shot. That's like, true. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of a kind of a, a nice little homage, yeah, homage to uh the Death Star without being like super overt. Mm. I mean, I guess we all caught it, but we're also big nerds, so True. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh the other thing that actually really surprised me about this episode was how dark it was. And by that, I mean the fact that you've got these, like, battle droids that are out there gleefully killing all of the clones in the pods and, like, cracking open the pods and exposing the clones to the vacuum of space. I know. It's total horror film stuff because they're, like, doing practically whistle while you work. (laughs) And they're, like, splitting open these, these little life pods and taking the life right out of them yeah um but it's a kid show for kids guys so i was i was gonna bring that up again with the whole droid humor thing um very yeah totally you guys called it took the words out of my mouth really dark scene the small talk added to it it added to the menace because they're either not aware of what they're actually doing like like they can't comprehend you know oh, what no, exactly I, they're actually doing, or they I don't think care. They knew. Yeah, yeah, I think they just didn't care. It's one or the other. The small talk does kind of add a bit to the menace. Again, it keeps hitting the the edge for me there, as far as the humor goes. You got you got the you got the hunter at, approaching their pod, and it's all it's this, it's this very tense moment. You're like, oh, oh crap! Then a droid cracks a joke, and it just <laughs> deflates the moment. <sighs> yeah, uh, I guess I don't know the humor battle droid humor. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it really took away. I was more kind of like, wow. I don't know if I would want to show this to my children until they were, I don't know, slightly older. <laughs> Just because, like, it's kind of horrifying that you've got the <laughs> clones just dying, um, kind of like that. So. So kind of callously killed, I guess. And yeah, I mean, it yeah. is war. Um, but the fact that it's kind of like forefront 
in part of this episode. I did think that the the visuals were really striking. So you've got like the red planet, sun, whatever, star, whatever, whatever it was, um, you know, in the background that's kind of coloring everything and then everything else is very dark. And I thought the visuals in this episode were really striking totally, yeah. because of that. Um, and I, uh, I love the part, and this kind of goes back to what Adrian mentioned earlier about the malevolence being like a shark, is when Anakin and Ahsoka finally find Plo Koon and the wolf pack, and then they power down the twilight, and they're just kind of floating there, dead in space, as the malevolence is like cruising right, overhead, you know, yeah. just like trying not to get noticed. Yeah, and that's when I started and, getting the Jaws flashbacks, just... Yeah, and like, it's so, it's just, oh... So good. One of my favorite parts, even that, you know, because they're just like holding their breaths and you can feel it. And, <laughs> and then, and then, of course, <laughs> the medical droid <laughs> ruins everything. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's always a droid. It's always um, a droid. But, <laughs> but that was a really, I thought that was a really well done nice use of tension in that moment as they're all kind of just waiting and watching the malevolence pass by i thought nicely done production team another nicely done cinematography yeah another nicely done segment just before that too was where uh the wolf pack and plo koon were fighting the droids yeah yeah that was on my list and plo koon you know using the force to um, to put a wolf pack member behind the droids to kind of like come at them from a different angle and disrupt what they were doing and then using his lightsaber to uh, to free them from the the grappling claw of the the little droid opener. can opener can thing. Opener. yeah I mean that yeah, that, that whole was... segment was just really cool, you know great drama, great yeah. pacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I liked that part a lot too. Um, kind of that they're out there in space mm-hmm. battling the droids and working together, and you can kind of see the the trust that um, you know they have for their general, and he has faith in his clone soldiers right. that they're gonna you know he's gonna be able to do that, and they're gonna they know what to do, and they're just gonna do it. So I I really liked that part also. I definitely think this episode picked up steam as it went on. Like yeah. it got, it got better as the episode went on. Kind of the the back and forth arguing between Anakin, Ahsoka, and the the Council. It's kind of like, ugh, really, could we get to some action? Like I'm over it. Just <laughs> do it. Do it. You know, uh, speaking uh, about a uh, Plocoon, I, I like the little backstory we get. A little hint of it: the seed is planted for the relationship that he has with Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you brought it up earlier. The the, the third space dad, I think. Yeah, <laughs> third space dad. Just a quick, nice little little seed there that that pays off very nicely throughout the rest of the the series. Yeah, I also like the little moment where. Um, when Anakin and Ahsoka are out there and they're about to leave and Ahsoka is using the force to, you know, kind of reach out yeah, and because nice little, of that bond. Yeah, yeah. 
she she knows and then you know like yanks the ship off course right. and anakin's freaking out right. um i yeah, guess he's I like say, i'm the pilot a, here what are you doing yeah <laughs> nice little throwback to the empire strikes back right there the cloud city yeah. rescue yeah. yeah oh yeah that's i that's true that's a good point i, I put that in my notes you put so, oh in my notes. nice i didn't actually put that in my notes i <laughs> and totally i didn't just... actually make notes <laughs> It's okay, John. We okay. still love you. Okay. All right. Uh, You're a thin nice mister. Yeah, that's <laughs> usually. I, that was that was a nice moment. So Um also couldn't help but notice that the medical droid was actually a droid this time, not a hologram like we lost last saw in the movie. Oh, good point. Oh, that's true. Good point. Hadn't thought of that. They um they restocked him, re Something. Something. Yeah. Uh, Anakin's tweaking oh. the ship, I guess. But, I mean, I still don't understand why he's keeping this, you know, battered up freighter that he found on a hill and then actually like using a, it for a rescue mission. Maybe it's like a space Mustang or something. <laughs> but, I mean, it totally, when it's he's done totally with it. got space Mustang. It totally got destroyed in the movie, though. Like, Jaw was rolled over it, too. That's he true. Actively He's done had to a lot go of back work. to the ship and have it picked up and use Republic, you know, resources to get it back up. And I'm, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe he you're could, right. Maybe it is he like could a have classic. paid for the restoration with his Jedi allowance. Yeah, but they only get paid enough to eat and like. You you don't know that. Oh, you know what? You've Padme never you've it. never I'll got say, a Jedi paycheck before. Those are the generals, man. They make general money. <laughs> Do they probably have to give it all to the temple or something? Maybe the temple gets a cut, you know. Maybe they pass around the collection plate and you have to do your, what is it, 10% or? Yeah, tithe your right, 10%. Your 10% tithe. And then General Skywalker gets to spend the rest. And, and you know, he can't buy extravagant gifts for Padme. Otherwise, people will know. So we can't, you know, can't buy her jewelry and stuff. And no, so but, but, so he spends it on hot rods. He fixes up his car. I like the idea that Padme's bankrolling it. Like, Oh, she's got her own money. <laughs> she's probably the sugar Just, mama. Yeah, right. I mean, she's like queen senator. I mean, come on. Look at how many dresses she has. She's I making mean, come on. serious she's, politician bank. Totally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about living off the Republic teat. That's probably <laughs> that's all Padme. She's got some of that Naboo uh, Queen money. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she has like an endowment from when she was right queen or something. Right. Like she's got the of. she's got royal family credits. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, that's a good point, Adrian, though. I forgot that the Twilight had been almost totally destroyed in the Clone Wars movie, and here it's back to at least flying form. Flying form. Pretty well flying form. I mean, he's like... to... Yeah. yeah. Like, that thing flew better than an X-Wing, you know? Just... I I get it. He's a good (laughs) pilot, let's not get carried away. (laughs) Bro, come on. You saw how he was flying it. I saw how he was flying it, but X-Wing style? I don't know. I'm not sure I want to go that far. He up and over and doing the loop-de-loops. Yeah. And well, picture what he could do in an X-Wing. 
Well, he made it look like an X-Wing. Okay, there we go. Yeah. He is a great pilot. And a good friend. I, <laughs> I mean, warrior. I, I did like that when they're escaping, he, like, leaves it until the very last second, you know, to hit. I guess he's trying to get out of the debris field. Right, totally. It, it, looked, yeah. it looked relatively clear, oh, but, you know, it almost kind of. That's the drama. It, well, R2 yeah, was setting coordinates, too, wasn't he? So That's true. It almost kind of felt like he was showing off just a little, like, I'm just going to push it until the very last. But, yeah, there's all that other stuff, too. Like, is, is everybody watching? Is everybody feeling. watching? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch uh, this, Ahsoka. I'm totally going to impress you. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it was so, Obi-Wan, they would have jumped already, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but since it's the chick, I'm going to impress the chick. I'm going to scare yeah, the girl. Probably. Watch this. No, I think I think Ahsoka would just pick up on bad habits like that. Total dude uh, move, though. You got to admit, that's a total dude move. Oh, uh, we're totally. about to run out of gas. We better pull over here, you know? <laughs> dude, no. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go quite that far. Okay, all right. Um, Let's not go that far. <laughs> reel it back in, John. Reel it back in. Uh, there's You're the right there, John. This reel go only goes here. one way. <laughs> All right, I, I just because it's bugging me, and I gotta ask, who else was hearing avocado system whenever they said uh, abrogado? You know, you know, I I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't because I was hearing a very specific Beatles reference from oh. a, from a song which, called "Here Comes the Sun King," which I wonder if they did this on purpose. And I'm I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna Google the lyrics. Google it because it's this fake Spanish-sounding section of uh, of this song. It's a oh, great song from Abbey Road. He, the Sun King. I don't think I've heard that one. <laughs> oh, you know it. You just don't know. You know it. You know. You know it, but you don't really know it. I know. Here comes the sun. Here Those aren't the same. Those no, not the same not song, the same right? song at all. Uh, okay. And we'll get the lyrics. Sun King Beatles lyrics. Here, okay, here we go. Um, it says, Cuando para mucho mi amore di felice carazón, mundo paparazzi mi amore chica ferdi parasol, questo abrigado tanto mucho que canite carasel. Abrigado, right there. Questo abrigado. That's what I was hearing. Magnifico. <laughs> well, that's that's interesting. I didn't. I, I would have preferred. I wish I had known that because I just kept hearing avocado, and I hate avocado. <laughs> that would have been a, mice, a much nicer. Uh, uh, oh yeah, that, I wonder if it's a reference to that. I, I think cool. it, it's got to be right. I mean, these guys are all Beatles fans, right? Maybe I'm just laughing over Adrian thinking it, hearing it as avocado. Avocado, system, yeah. Because next time, next time I watch it, that's probably going to be stuck in my head. Right, and I'll <laughs> be going. System. And I'll and, and I'll be going. Here comes the Sun King. <laughs> that's what I'll be doing. Well, I, I envy I, you. Even even though. Uh, 
Adrian is our resident Spanish speaker, I, I decided I needed to look up abrogado um, to remind myself of what it meant. Okay. And that the definition that is, is sheltered, at least according to this particular Ooh. internet page. Right, Adrian? Would you abrogado? agree? Disagree? <laughs> uh... I've never actually come across that word before. I had no idea up until now that it's the Spanish word. Oh. I mean, maybe it's not spelled differently, but it sure sounds like that. Anyway, the meaning is sheltered, and I just kind of find that interesting that, like, the malevolence is hiding out in the Abrogado system. So, sheltered from the Republic... Questo abrigado, tante mucho, cacanite, carousel. All right. It's great. Yeah. Great song. <laughs> and now everyone has turned off the podcast. No, um, they're into it. They're like, Lennon and McCartney were awesome. Even when they're doing fake Spanish. <laughs> I don't know if it's fake Spanish. No, this is fake Spanish. Just a bunch of words thrown together. Right. That's all Spanish is. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I speak the I speak El, El Paso uh, Spanish. I see. All right. So I'll, I'll have to I'll have to ask my dad who speaks traditional Spanish Ooh. about this word. Ooh. I'll go up to my padre and be like, "Oye, papa, <laughs> what this? What this word? What? And, then, <laughs> and then play him with Sun this? King by the Beatles on Abbey Road and go, what's this mean? And he'll be like, gibberish. Oh, he probably knows this song. He's a, my dad's a pretty big uh, Beatles fan. so I like your dad just a little bit more right now. Remember, he don't like Star Wars. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll bring him to the light side. We'll work on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that touching uh, note, uh, <laughs> overall, I think we're, we're in agreement, right? Okay, serviceable episode, but nothing. It shouldn't be on your favorites list. I, yeah, I would say that this is an okay episode. I think it gets better as the episode goes on. Um, once we kind of get past the the bickering and stuff actually starts happening. The um, mediocre intro. The mediocre intro. <laughs> yeah. And I think if, um, if you're a big fan of the Jedis, especially the ones that don't get the spotlight, this was a mm-hmm. really good Plo Koon episode. Yes. It's not yes. the best Plo Koon episode, but it's a very good one. And Plo Koon rocks. Yeah. I, like, I enjoy a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And he's so chill with the clones, you know? Yeah, even when they're possibly going to die. Right. He doesn't, you know, very, very, stays in that Jedi mindset. I love Plo Koon. So, always happy to see Plo Koon. He definitely makes this episode. I think if it had been anybody else, I don't know if I would have enjoyed this episode as much. But it's not on my top ten list. No. It's a good... Good I setup. give it a watch. I give it a watch for the Plo Koon. Yeah. It's agreed. A, it's a very decent season one episode. Um, yes. Yeah. Again, comparing it to the rest of season one, you're just kind of like, oh, it's not really saying much. Right. Really no, that's saying. my point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I saw it again. I enjoyed some of it. I disliked some of it. 
I'm glad I saw it again. Let's move on. Pretty All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up uh, this week's Clone Wars Rewind. Join us next week as we review the second episode of this three-part arc, Shadow of Malevolence. And And as always, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Force Fan Podcast. Please, please leave us a review. Uh, Any comments, questions, uh, how you felt about this episode. And join us next week for Shadow of Malevolence. Bye, guys. Adios. More Beatles references, please. (laughs) 